0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio. Holly Valance has said in an interview that uh, she's criticised lefty ideas and suggested that people eventually move to the right with age. What do you reckon? Do you think she's correct? Gender,
1: sexuality and pop culture. There isn't much Lauren Rosewarne doesn't know. And if she doesn't, we'll make it up.
0: Lauren Roseborn, good afternoon.
1: Hello Warren, thanks for having me.
0: Was Holly Valance originally left-leaning or has she always been right?
1: Look, I don't know how left. She kind of claims she was more left than she is now, but, I mean, she's married to a billionaire and has uh, posed in several photos with Donald Trump. So at least whatever she might have started off as, she's moved quite uh, seriously to the right. She's also uh, questioning climate science. Uh, So there's a lot of things that her politics has morphed into, not just about protecting her assets, but also uh, questioning things like climate change.
0: Now we tend to associate, I suppose, conservative values with older people. Is it because they become from, you know, a more conservative time, um, or is it that, you know, essentially as they grow up, they become more conservative?
1: So the research seems to indicate that for people who were born from 1980 and earlier that the data pans out that they are slowly moving towards the right. Not huge sharp turns but that if you are older than a millennial that you are likely to vote more conservative as you get older. And people under age group are going to be more left leaning. That said, pause, we need to sort of mention that people are, you know, I'm on the cusp there in the sense that for my age group and young There's potentially not, you know, we don't have the longitudinal data. Will I change Mm. my mind in 10 years or 20 years? But at the moment, it seems to indicate younger people, more left-leaning people who were born before 1980 have been progressively moving to the right, which is in line with that whole, you know, Winston Churchill idea. If you're not liberal when you're 25, you have no heart. If
0: you're not a conservative when you're 35, you have no brain. Just... (laughs) just on just on that. Um, I mean, now those with a brain know the science of climate change. Yes. And that tends to be associated with the left of politics, though, doesn't it?
1: Yes, and that look. I mean, this is a, in uh, politics. We talk about this as framing, right? How you frame an issue for the market or frame it for voters. And climate change has always, or at least in living memory, been framed as a lefty issue mm. in the sense that it will cost businesses money. It didn't always start out that way. Nixon, of all people, in the U.S. actually had some pro-climate policies regarding things like pollution. But in recent years, we think of it as a lefty issue, as opposed to something that would have an economic payoff in the future, because at the moment it might cost a little bit, you know, right now, and that's then seen to be, you know, a welfare almost issue, as opposed to an investment in the future.
0: So if we look at, as a whole, Mm. uh, are we leaning more left, if we take everyone into account, Or do things sort of go through cycles?
1: What's the biggest factor that we can see in Australia and the US is that we're less likely to be affiliated with a political party at all. So what that means is that an increasing number of people in, in we'll say in countries where there are two-party systems like Australia and the US, that we're feeling increasingly disillusioned with the major parties. And what that's done is had people move further away from the parties. But also, if you're left, Labor isn't feeling that left to a lot of you, and therefore you're moving more progressive than the party. Same deal for conservatives, a lot of feeling that party isn't conservative enough for me. So it's not an easy easy case to say we're moving one way or the other. People are tending to push further away from
0: each other. And that's a really difficult place to govern from. So uh, they're not aligning with the left with the Labor Party. If we look at the Liberal Party itself, particularly under Tony Abbott, and uh, their denial of climate change, for example, and the science, did that, I suppose, fast track people leaning more towards the left, Because, I mean, in the end, it got to a point where we thought, this is ridiculous and the future of the planet's at stake.
1: Uh, for some. This is one of those issues, though, where is climate enough to have people change their vote? And this is something that we need to keep in mind. I can imagine, for example, that there are lots of older people who say climate's important to me. It's not as important. As being able to look after myself in retirement. It's not as important as protecting the borders. So that idea of where it ranks for people, Mm. I think is going to be more potent a force. Whereas younger people who have more years in the tank in terms of more years to be concerned about the the planet, yeah, they are probably going, well, actually, I don't need to say probably. I know because the researchers there are more interested in the climate than older people because of that idea. Of having to live uh, more years in a planet that is hotter, wetter, and a whole lot of other
0: things that are less desirable than we'd hope. So, if we talk about that, age, let's say the millennials, for example, mm. um, and they're not shifting to the right, then what is the what does that mean for con- the conservative political parties down the track as they you know, and, and as younger generations like Gen Z, for example, as well get to that voting age.
1: And this is something that the Liberal Party in Australia and the Republican Party in the US are having to grapple with right now. Firstly, young people are not as engaged in politics in terms of party politics than other groups. For example, they're less likely to be a member of a party. So you can't guarantee, you know, you can't say, well, we know that young people lean left, therefore their vote is in our pocket. That's not true, particularly in the United States where you don't even have to vote. You can see that a whole lot of young people People who are dissatisfied with Biden are simply going to opt out of the process at all. Mm. At least in Australia, they're forced uh, to actually make a choice, not the case in the U.S. And we know that young people are one of the least likely groups to vote. But there is a writing on the wall factor for uh, both political parties in Australia and the U.S. How do we get young people to be more attracted to our offerings when the data suggests they're not at all enticed by us, but... The decision makers in all of those parties tend to be older. I mean, have a look at the United States at the moment. It's highly likely that we're going to end up in an election with a 78-year-old versus an 81-year-old. A lot of young people feel their government does not represent them at all and that there's such a huge gulf between what the decision makers care about and what they care about. And I think the Israel conflict... conflict in the Middle East at the moment is a perfect encapsulation of this in terms of the dissatisfaction between where young people are and where policymakers are both in Australia and And the US.
0: Lauren, you know what? I was, uh, uh, when you said uh, that Holy of the Lancet posed with photos with Donald Trump, I thought, oh my goodness, I can't play her. But in the interest of balance, yes, (laughs) I'm still going to play her. I'll go on. (laughs) Absolutely. Lauren, good to chat with you. We'll talk to you uh, (laughs) you next week. Next week, Associate Professor. Lauren Lauren Rosemont from the University of Melbourne. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne. Joy on your digital radio, Radio, iHeartRadio, tunein.com, or the Joy app no matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organization, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.